Hail and well met, listeners. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nick, broadcasting live from the Underdark. We've brought several brave souls down here under completely normal circumstances to compete for the right to see the sun again. <laughs> Ugh, get that mic out of my face. I'm fighting a mushroom right now. I'm Declan fucking Quinn. To be honest, we don't know how many are going to make it. So attune right in every other week for Mirth, Sin, and Fire Season 1 against the Underdark. In our last episode, our heroes wended their way through the Underdark, aided by their new goblin guides, Yuck Yuck and Spiderbait. As they approached the Duragar city of Grackleshtug, however, it became increasingly apparent that Topsy and Turvey, the quiet and reserved pair of deep gnomes, were preparing to leave the group. Declan gained their confidence, learning that the pair were were-rats, and were close approaching their unavoidable change into rampaging monsters. With Declan's help and a moment of kindness from Brittany, the pair departed just before reaching the Duragar city. Upon arriving at Gragglestug, the remaining group is halted and held at weapon point. Failing to convince the guards that their intentions are peaceful, they are confronted by Goldblack, a greedy and corrupt captain of the guard. Goldglack succumbs to Brittany's charms easily enough, but becomes, in turn, fascinated by, and then obsessed with, Eric's cursed longsword, Vengeance. Appeals to reason and offers of gold have no effect on Goldglack, as he calls for Eric to be arrested. Eric, having exhausted his polite social options, turns to his universal solution, fire. Ladies, gentlemen, I am really sorry. Oh, you know. Burning hands! <laughs> I didn't start this! <laughs> I didn't start this! Okay. Uh, him, all his boys, do not care. If it was anything but the sword that I'm cursed to carry. <laughs> uh, let's see, that's gonna... I don't know if I've done the right thing! <laughs> <laughs> when the DM regrets his decision. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, here's a great challenge for them to overcome. Social challenge. No, it's gonna be a fight. <laughs> you see, that's... Oh. Unfortunately, that's what the curse of the weapon says. I can't just, you know, it's... Uh, give me that weapon that you murder people and try and take it away from you. Well, guess what? <laughs> Burning hands. That is going to be... Uh, I'm going to throw it heightened with... I'm going to throw it heightened, so that is... Deck saves 18s for all of them. Throwing it at third level, empowered. Just everything. Well, I guess this is happening. <laughs> yep. Uh, I apologize. It's not your fault entirely. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Let's do some rolling. It is empowered, so I get to re-roll these. Yeah. Alright, and what, what was the damage form? 26. 13. I'm sorry, run that number by me again. 26 fire damage. You just baked five Dwergar in their armor. Yup. <laughs> like, no, like they're dead. Yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't throw stunning spells. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have any <laughs> nice spells. 
I mean, there's still the other side of arrow slits that you're now going to have to deal with, but you basically just wiped out one side of the entire force. Um, excuse me, can we have any representative to talk to? Did, did, did the, uh, the, the guy standing right in front of me, how did he do? Oh, he's gone. He's dead. Yeah. No, yeah, he, he's, he's dead, and, um, oh, actually, I need to make a save for one more. Sorry, there we <laughs> Still doesn't make it. That's another big Dwergar. So there are now seven dead Dwergar in the hallway, but there are still a dozen crossbows lowered at you from slits in the wall. And, oh. and, and then... I'll give you an intimidation roll. Anyone else? And 22? That's pretty good. Can I bring the sugar to his spice? <laughs> With like that, can we have a new representative to talk to you, please? Yeah, you can have a new representative. Thanks. His name's Paul. Fires his crossbow. Ah, uh, well, I'm not going to do that outside of initiative <laughs> order. Okay. Because the red, well... Yeah. I'm taking my action. You can all roll initiative. Alright. You didn't already. I'm going last. 15 for me. 16 for me. 5. <laughs> so we heard you Was just there like it. a 20 that preceded that? or is? No, no, it's at, at 5. <laughs> 5. 5. Okay, Let's see where these guys are going in order. If I survive, I'm back and clean up. Brittany and Declan, what are you guys planning to do? How wide are these uh, arrow slits they're shooting through? The arrow slits? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're arrow slits. Well, are they just big enough for the bolt to point out of, or are they big enough that they have a, like, a windowed section to be aiming through? This it counts using... as three-quarters cover. So. All right. As in, would I be able to quickly squeeze through through it? No. Okay. Yeah, arrow slits are generally only uh, between two and four inches across. Are there any other entrances into the little corridors that they're hiding in that I can see? The one side did open up when Gorglak came out. Oh. So you could technically get into one side, yes. But you have no idea how the door functions, so if they shut it behind you, you might not be able to get out. I actually plan to handle the ones that are barricaded in with each other. So you might want to let me go first, and if my stuff isn't working, then you can try your stuff. I you know, would like. Also, going to speak up and say, "This is why I said to approach by water." Fair. <laughs> I would like to pick up a uh, a roasted armor-clad Dwergar and sort of like use him as cover from the bolts. It's a probably a wise idea. <laughs> okay, uh, what are you doing, Brittany? I was gonna because I can see through at least one of the arrow slots, right? Like, I because oh, yeah. they have to be able to see out too. I'm gonna cast Crown of Madness. And they're just all stuck in there with one guy who's just gone violently mad. Well, yeah, let me see if he makes his save. It's a wisdom saving throw. Well, it's wisdom saving throw and your DC is 16, so. Mm -hmm. Eric, what are you planning to do? Okay, are there... I can see through the arrow slits. Yeah. I'm casting fireball on the other side. Uh, okay. Alright. Oh, yay, the sun came out. Hmm. Saves for all those fireball victims. Give you some damage. Damage. Damage dealt by damage. Damage is damage. Oh, that's a DC 18 because I'm throwing it uh, heightened. That's heightened, yeah. Our proficiency bonus is still plus three, right? Mm-hmm. Neat moment. It will continue to be plus three until like level eight, I think. 
what's the damage on the fireball? 39. Okay. Alright. So what ends up happening? First up is Declan dives behind one of the Dwergar bodies and holds it up to shield himself. Yep. As, as Brittany casts Crown of Madness, you see one of the, the Dwergar inside one of the walls, crowned with a writhing thing of snakes, turn on his partner and fire his crossbow right into him with a yelp. But all of them are about to unleash their bolts, and Darendil, looking around at all of these small people, pushes you all behind him as a dozen of crossbow bolts fly out of the walls and roars as a multitude of them hit him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he then roars at the walls from which they came and just like in crazy fit of madness is tearing these crossbow bolts out of himself and hurling them back wow. uh, through the arrow slits to not much effect but still, still an intimidating look. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have your opportunity, Eric, to step out and do your thing. You got style for that in flavor for me? Just <laughs> stepping out. Mr. Bolt, meet Mr. Ball! <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an eruption of heat. You see flames licking out from the arrow slit after the screaming stops. Well, it, the screaming doesn't stop, I should say. You see only two still standing inside there, and their crossbows look pretty much toast, so... The lady asked for another representative. I did. <laughs> Perhaps one less corrupt. Stone sliding on stone, and you'll hear another voice calling out from his own. All right, all right, Polly, Polly. So My name is Brittany. We'll get you, you negotiator. My name is Brittany, not Harley, but good try. All right, Brittany, we'll get you. Your, Brittany. We'll get you, your negotiator. Hang on, all right. We just sent a runner. And does that uh, runner bring in a negotiator or five hundred Dwergar? I mean, if they bring five hundred. Dwergar, we can just still rain fire on them. That kind of gesture <laughs> my necklace. Crack my neck. Alright. How's, uh, damn, what's his name? Why can't I ever remember? Darindel. How is Darindel doing? He's still freaking mad. He's still pulling arrows out of himself and chucking them at the arrow slot. Once he runs out of arrows, he runs up to the arrow slit and is like trying to grab his fingers in there. I'll tear you to pieces. I think I'm going to let him have this. He'll wear himself out. He'll wear himself out. After, mm -hmm. after a moment, the stone slits just... He manages to get his fingers out in time, but he just is scratching at the walls with his claws. This is a new look for him. It is. <laughs> I'm, uh... It works for me. It works for me. The, the guy who was trying to shake us down, I'd like to dig around in his pockets and see what he's got. Let's see here. What would he have on his person? He has chainmail and a shield. I know aren't really interesting to you. He has a short sword on his person. I've already got a much better one. Yeah, aside from that, no, it doesn't look like he keeps anything of note on his person. No, I'm taking a short sword. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a short sword. Mm -hmm. That's a mighty fine looking blade. <laughs> Take it off, sheath, and I'll tie it onto my own belt. <laughs> so the gates, when the gates do open, a, a woman, a female Dwergar, leads a troop. Uh, a rather large contingent of Dwergar, two of which are riding gigantic spiders um, and have lances. Nice. Um, 
And at the back of the patrol are three Dwergar who are several times larger than the average Dwergar. She's, and she just raises her hand. I'm not here to fight you. Are you here to try and shake us down like he was? He's trying to shake you down, huh? Yes. He tried to solicit me? I'm sorry for your treatment there, but um, you seem to have killed almost a dozen of our men. And that's still not enough to assage my pride. They will try and rob us. We don't have room for egos the size of you, ma'am. Pity. Fair. Why, what is your business in Crackle Stoop? We've escaped from the drow. We are looking for a moment of respite and a means to get to the surface. Those are very reasonable things I'm supposed to ask, but you come at a bad time. I can certainly offer you shelter from the drow. If you can give us your word that you will cause no more trouble than you already have at the gates. As I told your man, I don't start fights. It's true, he doesn't. I do, however, invariably end them. Again, very true. You are the least of my priorities right now. City has enough of its own issues that uh, it's like it's like trying to kill a zombie. Every time you hit it, it just stands itself back up again. To tell you the truth, ma'am, I would far rather be a solution to you than a problem. Can we help? You actually might be able to. You seem capable enough. There's a... At this moment, she pauses, looks at the rest of your group, and notices Bubby Dome. And at this, she stops. Did you attack my men on the advice of that Darrow? No, he no. actually told us to... He actually didn't really want to come here. He did his best to avoid conflict. I attacked your man because he attempted to take a blade to which I am cursed. After he was given fair warning not to. Did my best. Trying to take something that wasn't his, uh, What's your curse, cursed swordsman. Anyhow, the Darrow will not be staying with you. The Darrow can return to his own people. I will not allow him in our, our side of the city. Not like a Bubby Doe. Bubby Doe is, is like, fine with me. I'll, I'll just be on my way. Thank you for all your help. He's going to turn back to you and wink and be like, If you ever feel like hearing a sermon from me, come on down to the Dugger's, the Dugger's Furrow. Well, you'll probably hear from me. We have need of people of your skills in my organization. I think he would have been proud of how you uh, held yourself through this journey. Aye. At this, two Dwergar are going to come up, grab him roughly by the upper arms, and start dragging him towards the city. He can walk. He's got I don't trust court. him as far. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. That's fair. Darrow are nothing but trouble. In fact, what the problem I need your assistance with regards them. It's been a thorn in my side. A certain Darrow's been seen skulking around the city at all times. We think he has something to do with a a terrorist plot undermining the city. Extremists. But I can't seem to catch him, and none of my men are fast enough. He's light on his feet. Stealthy. The only information, the only defining trait we have is he wears a strange cap with two tails. Find him, catch him, get the information out of him, and help us end this plot, and consider these deaths well overlooked. That is the cheapest fine I have ever been asked to pay. At this, she's going to nod to one of the spider riders, who's going to kind of lurch forward on his gigantic thing. And he's going to offer you a badge. Or oh, you're being deputized. I should, I should enter cities like this more often. That's all for this episode of Mirth, Sin, and Fire. 
Our cast is Scott as Eric Severin, Walker as Declan Quinn, and Candace as Brittany. I'm Nick, your DM, signing off until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're burning for more fiery content, look us up at thelayeraction.com. That's thelayeraction.com.